0: Hello, everyone. Kevin here with yet another great episode of Hellions Talks coming up for you today. Today, my guest is my longtime podcasting partner, Chris Lockhart. Chris and I do a podcast over on another feed called The Pop Culture Pub. We've been doing that show for a few years, and I guested it on some of Chris's other podcasts in previous years. Uh, so, we talk about our history podcasting together. Chris's history just as a blogger and a podcaster, growing up as a geek, some of our favorite authors. Um, really just a great conversation, real good back and forth, and I think it gives you good sense of what we do over at the Pop Culture Pub as well. So that interview coming up shortly, but first of all, got some announcements here. Please, it is getting so close. I was actually just checking the dates, planning out some stuff, planning out my future comic purchases, and I thought, oh my god, Halloween is almost here. That means you only have a little bit of time to go over to HalloweenCostumes.com and let them know that the Retro Network sent you all sorts of cool stuff, amazing outfits, amazing accessories, couples costumes, kids costumes, men, women, um... Every, However you identify or however you want to identify on Halloween night, there's a perfect costume for you over at HalloweenCostumes.com. Speaking of perfect ways to spend the spooky season, coming up this Saturday in Albany, New York, is a brand new show from New York Championship Wrestling. I will be in attendance there enjoying it as well go ahead and check it out. But if that's just too short to notice, or you don't feel like heading to Albany, why right in my own backyard here. Whitesboro, New York, Saturday, November 6th, is Tag Title Turmoil 3 from New York Championship Wrestling. Looking forward to that one. I believe that's going to be a busy day for me and my kid. We got a couple things planned that day. Can't wait for it. And then just to announce... Coming up Saturday, December 4th, also in Whitesboro at Accelerate Sports, is Winter Wonder Slam. Great wrestling coming up. Great independent wrestling. Support your local independent wrestling companies. Support independent comics as well. These people are giving you their blood, sweat, tears, free time, and all to just entertain. Go ahead and... Give them some of your time as well. You will not be disappointed. So I have an exciting weekend of wrestling coming up, an exciting few days of recording some more podcasts. Record this one with Chris for Helen's Talks, and we are recording an episode of Pop Culture Pub shortly. So if you are intrigued, if you enjoyed this episode, please check out the links in the show notes, and I'm sure you will enjoy listening to our other shows. And coming up soon here... have more interviews and hype for New York Championship Wrestling, and more great creators to talk to as Hellions Talks continues, right here on the Retro Network. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, probably best known as the voice of Jem and Jerrica from Jem and the Holograms, and you are listening to Hellions Talks. Almost live
1: from a library near you. This is Hellion's Talks. Story, The Masked Library, Kevin Hellion. He is the lauder of the long box, the hero of the hall, and he's on a mission to bag and board them all. Now the Retro Network proudly presents a talk show of comic proportions.
0: Hello everyone, Kevin here with yet another episode of Hellion's Talks. And today's guest, this has been a long time coming. But you know, we we talk so frequently, I, I just I didn't even think of flipping the script on him. You know, it's it's just I'm so comfortable and everything. So this might be uh an interesting conversation. There might be some inside jokes and references, there might be stuff that you need to listen to other podcasts to fully appreciate, because I have on today's show my longtime podcasting partner from the Great White North, Mr. Chris Lockhart. Chris, how is it going today? Uh, it's going really good. Thanks for, uh,
1: thanks for having me on.
0: Well, and that's the thing, because I, I, I mean, I'm terrible with hyping myself in a good way. You know, I, I yep. write stuff all the time. I do the podcast. I, I try YouTube yep. stuff, social media. Like, I'm terrible with it. And a, a lot of us are, and we're terrible with, you know, hyping and supporting other people as well. <laughs> but, you know, for... I think I've been on the show as often as I can. You know, oh, I'm yeah. probably I, I'm probably, like, 95% at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. But... I think that I've noticed some of my, you know, if I drew little Venn diagrams of who listens to this and who reads this and who watches this thing that I do, not all of it crosses mm-hmm. over with our show, which is a shame. Cause I mean, we've put out, a, well, we, <laughs> I talk, you do all the work, um, but tons of episodes, lots of good content, lots of great guests, mm-hmm. lots of good conversation. And I'm excited that hopefully listening to us today gets more people to check out the Pop Culture Pub podcast.
1: Yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, Yeah, we've been podcasting quite regularly. I want to say for like two years now.
0: Um, Yeah. And then, of course the previous version of it for geek fallout mm-hmm. there and and it's funny because uh the way facebook works when you have the the facebook memories like here's something you did on this date you know two years ago five yep. years ago whatever um i do have some of the original appearances from geek fallout popping up in there like oh i record a podcast today and you know um you and i have been friends on there straight through but mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to see other names I'm like oh my gosh I haven't thought of that person in a while just because it's been so many years since we recorded that episode they were on the one episode, yep you know for people that just you know they were blogging or podcasting at the time and they kind of stepped away from it which we we all kind of mm-hmm. do at some point, <laughs> um yep. but never got back into it so it's just been fun to see I'm like geez I've been talking to Chris like you're saying. you know consistently for the last two years but previous to that off and on for quite a while and a lot of good shows and topics
1: yeah i'm thinking like five or six years like all together yeah um like i know for like for me like i'm going on uh well it's been not like it's been nine years since i started podcasting but i did take a year off well the better part of a year yeah and um in 2018 but yeah so you know nine years eight years of
0: straight podcasting
1: yeah it's a it's a lot
0: and and it's a lot of time it's a lot of editing it's a lot of uploading it's a lot of checking how much space do i have you know how much money do i Mm -hmm. want to spend on this stuff too like there's a lot to go into it and i mean i've I've looked out with being part of the retro network and all they do. I looked out when we were recording a house show wrestling podcast, just getting used to a lot of this stuff too. And even though I wasn't the editor or producer of the show for that, but learning about it and hearing all the things we would have a group chat going of, Oh, this is what I got to do. So it really helped me doing Mm -hmm. my own to have learned so much of it being just a voice or a guest for so many podcasts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: but all right, let's I've fallen into a bit of a formula here for my own show. (laughs) I didn't plan on it, but kind of happens. And sometimes the conversation, you know, takes its own course here. Yep. But, you know, you and I are not exactly same age, but I'll say same generation. So a Mm -hmm. lot of the same, you know, touchstones for what we're growing up, enjoying and, and watching and being interested in. But. Even just, and, and I've had, you know, comic creators from Canada and and other friends and all, but it's different enough, though, too. That's the thing that I've picked up in the last two years of us doing the show and, uh-huh. and, you know, other people that have been on the show as well. A lot of our stuff is the same, but there's still a lot that's just very different, even though we're neighbors, pretty much. Yeah. But... So growing up for you, and, and, and I'm asking things that I know the answers to here for some of this, but for any listeners, growing up in Canada, were you a geek from a young age? Was there a moment of discovery for it, or do you think falling into it to the level that you are now came later in life?
1: Um, No, I've always been a geek. I've been a, like a geek since birth. Um, and it's really my parents that, that I blame for it. Um,
0: (laughs) in a good way or a bad way? (laughs) In in a good way,
1: in a good way. Um, like on the one hand, like my dad, he's, my dad is not like a, you know, using air quotes, a geek per se. Um, when it comes to science fiction and all that kind of stuff, He, he, he does know a few things, but where he is a geek, uh, is when it comes to hockey and sports in general, like he, you know, he's my go-to guy, like if I got a question about something in Major League Baseball, or, you know, a soccer question, or, you know, um, you know, something about the Boston Celtics, I could ask him, but he's more, you know, like he knows a lot of other sports, but hockey is his number one thing that he loves, and, you know, he's very passionate about it, he, you know, played hockey growing up, he used to, make his own rank and um used to play with his brother um at at the family farm and you know like that passion and and that uh dedication i you know that i have towards uh you know geek culture like star trek is my is what hockey is to my dad like i'm a passionate star trek fan um and then i'm also a comic book fan and and you know um you know there's so many things that i love um but i get that that passion and that dedication from my dad like i like it's in my dna um and then also my mom she um you know growing up she's the one that used to buy me comic books um i think you know because back you know like we're talking like early 80s um you know con- a comic book you know back then was like 75 cents um ish you know back when I was a toddler so a comic book was cheaper than buying say a doctor seuss book right mm-hmm. and you know my parents were on a budget so that's you know she wanted me to read she wanted me to look at pictures and so she would buy me comic books so my passion for comic books and she would buy me star trek comic books too so my passion for comic books and and you know the star trek yeah. comics uh came from my mom um and it's it's funny like um my mom told me like when i was a little guy um you know how parents you know like 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 when my when my daughter was little she was into elmo and then she got into oh what was she like dora stuff like that so you know we bought all the dvds and stuff so to make her happy you know this you know pre-streaming um We would buy these DVDs, put them on for her, you know, and keep her happy, you know, as a toddler. For me, my mom would record, uh, I think she said my favorite was Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. (laughs) And she recorded it, and then she would just put that on, you know, that recording on the VCR, and I would just sit there and watch it. Like, I just loved it. And, and I mean, I, I grew up on Star Trek, the original series, you know, because I was seven when TNG came out. So, I mean my passion for star trek came before that and you know and it's it's been there ever since like so much so that like i remember when i graduated you know because i i went to went to a school in a small town there was only 12 of us in our graduating class oh jeez um, i thought i thought mine was small i think mine yeah. was like 60 maybe yeah and, and and that 12 was actually one of the biggest ones at the time <laughs> You know it's crazy. Um, you know I went I, well, I the school I went to had like three hundred kids at at its peak uh, from from grade, you know from kindergarten to to grade twelve. Um, so it was a small school. So anyway, um our grade three teacher was one of our guests and you know like we were meeting up with a bunch of our guests in the library and you know, I can't remember if it, I think it was after the ceremonies. And she brought this scrapbook that she put together of, you know, different uh, things that we had painted back w- in the third grade. And all my paintings were about the Starship Enterprise
0: oh, in wow. space.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I was, I was painting planets, I was painting the, you know, and I'm talking like a Captain Kirk, original series Enterprise. Um, so, I mean, yeah, my passion for, for. Star Trek and for uh, geek in general. Yeah, I think it started in the womb, to be honest with you.
0: You know, and it's you bring up certain things like I've argued with friends about the sports geek term. Oh, no, it being it's, being in sports isn't being a geek. It is. It absolutely oh, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. You can you can call it a different sort of it. Um, being into video games is a geeky topic as well. But Mm -hmm. these people are still seeing the word geek as an insult, much like we grew up as, you know, Star Trek, sci-fi, comic book, whatever geeks when it was used, you know, to put us down. And that's the way that they're hearing it. But for you mentioning, oh, here's my third grade work where I was painting Star Trek. You're telling me there's not kids that painted the Yankees? you know oh, yeah. painted, the, painted favorite football player or whatever like it's that same level of obsession with something and and even the minutiae of it you know because uh you and i've talked and i and i know you have other podcasts as well breaking down episodes remembering trek lore and history and everything what's the mm-hmm. difference between that and remembering someone's batting average or remembering scores from super bowls there isn't
1: oh absolutely i completely agree like um you go like for example um you go to a new york jets game you're gonna have guys you know with body paint and and wear you know wearing their wearing helmets and and whatever else right um those people are no different than the people that go to comic cons and cosplay yeah you know like they're you know they're the same we're we're the same you know like um You know i think it you know depend you know whatever your fandom is whether it's sports or comic books or game like because i'm not a gamer myself but i i I completely understand people loving gaming you know and and being passionate about it um it's just it's it's human nature you know when we love something to to embrace it right
0: and and, and i call
1: it i call it being a geek like that yeah. you know like some people might not agree with that but you know i i don't see geek or nerd as being you know a bad term you know
0: no and there's there's no difference between camping out to see star wars or camping out for the new ps5 it's mm-hmm. the same level of, of yep. obsession with it and it is a level of obsession as well um i i know your trek lore is deep and and people that um you've introduced me to and have been on other podcasts with that enjoy it to the same amount as mm-hmm. you um and i have you know a good understanding of stuff but i'm not deep in the lore and then i had a interesting conversation at work my my boss was talking about um she made some picard jokes and i thought oh my gosh i can't believe she watches star trek or at least has at some point yeah and she said something like oh yeah i love picard and i thought oh geez you know here here's a, a little about you, I wasn't aware of, so I tried asking something else a couple days later. And she said, Let me clarify. She said, My wealth of Star Trek knowledge is limited to my dad watched it, and I enjoyed curling up on the TV with my dad when I was a little girl and watching Star Trek with mm-hmm. him. She's like, That doesn't mean I know things, <laughs> I just yeah. remember curling up with my dad watching his favorite show. And I remember a couple names from it. I'm like, okay, that's a different level for it. You know, thank you for clarifying Mm -hmm. that this isn't on your own. But she can enjoy that in that way. I can enjoy it for level I have. You can enjoy it at your level. Yep. And it's still a geeky topic, but I you know, we we get into those adjectives and those clarifiers for stuff. I would say you're a Star Trek geek. I would not say I Mm -hmm. am, I would not say my bosses, because there's a level of how committed and dedicated are you to that oh yeah i'm certainly yep. a comic geek i'm certainly a wrestling geek you know stuff like that mm-hmm. but i do think some of my friends or family are sports geeks because they have that level it, or video game geeks or whatever you know their thing is and you can be a geek yep. for any of that stuff if you just have oh, yeah. a you know ridiculous obsession or knowledge with the details for it
1: Yeah. You know, it's like the people that line up for the new iPhone or the new Samsung or people that, you know, go to car rallies, you know, you know, and soup up their cars or or restore of, you know, a car, you know, like anything that you're passionate about, I think you're a geek for, you know, you know, using that term.
0: So I, I know for myself being a geek growing up, I mean, geez, I can trace being a geek back to being like seven, eight, maybe nine years old. You know, so it's, it's always been there. Um, but Canada considered to be a much nicer, friendlier country than the United States. So I'm sure being a young geek, as you've brought it up, was completely socially acceptable. And high school <laughs> and everything was a blast. And everything nope. was just <laughs> roses.
1: <laughs> well, see, I like the, the, the thing with me. Is I've always had the attitude like I, I I like what I like and I and I don't apologize for it. I don't try and conform. You know, a lot of my friends did try to conform. You know, like they had to wear you know get the Calvin Klein shirt or the Calvin Klein jeans and try and fit in me. I, I was okay with like Walmart jeans and and, Wal- and Walmart t shirt. Like I I just, uh, you know, I didn't care about that sort of stuff. So like when it came to you know, being a geek, like, yeah, I would wear my Star Trek shirt to, to school. I, I, you know, I would bring my Star Trek novel that I bought with my allowance to school, which the teachers appreciated. They liked the fact that, you know, I was reading books, you know, and I'm talking like, I, like, this is like grade five and six, I was doing this. um, So they appreciated that. And, but I mean, yeah, like, there was always, you know, you know the jocks or the holes that would you know make funny or whatever but like like i said i, I grew up in a small school so there wasn't a lot of different cliques but i kind of like because growing up i i also used to play baseball um we call uh what what we played is called softball so it's, it's not like major league baseball it right. uses the bigger bigger ball uh it's underhand pitching um and then, uh, when I got older, I played fastball, um, which is windmill pitching still with the bigger ball. Um, and then when I got, well, I guess even in, in, in junior and senior high I played slow, what they call slow pitch. It's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like pickleball, like for what, what pickleball is for to tennis, this slow pitch is to major league baseball, I guess is more of an old person's game, but you know it's a it's a beer league type of thing (laughs) so i mean i you know i always kind of you know like i kind of fit in with everybody and i i made no apologies for being who i am i mean i i you know like don't get me wrong i used to get picked on every once in a while uh but then again when i was 13 years old i i really uh you know puberty hit hard and i you know i sprouted up to you know six foot you know tall and uh uh football linebacker shoulders you know like I was I was a big kid so you know once I once I got to that age you know all the all the you know the using air quotes the bullies that you know would you know push you around for being a geek kind of left me alone um and I got into a few scrapes you know f- you know people knew that I could defend myself so but yeah no like it's a, it's a misconception that Canadians are all nice we're not <laughs> um we got a, there's a lot of assholes up here um you know it's, and especially in my neck of the woods um because where I'm from it it's the province of Alberta um essentially we're like the Texas of Canada you know like we're we're the ones that have the oil and you know all that you know that all that kind of industry so um we have a you know If we have a lot, we're a lot like the Texans, um, in, in the States. Um, but yeah, it's, I I just want to clarify. It is a misconception that, you know, we're, we're all nice people. We're, we're really not, uh, we are polite to, to a certain extent. Um, but you know, we're not all nice people, you know, uh, Canada, people gotta, gotta realize that. Um, are, are we nicer than, uh, I don't know, than the States? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you.
0: Well, I think it might be in, in a way, I think you've tied it in together. Like you were saying you hit puberty, you hit a growth spurt, you're a bigger person mm-hmm. now and it's okay. Well, we can't really physically pick on Chris anymore cause he's big. We could say Star Trek sucks or something, but that's about it. Like, you're kind of limited yeah. now. And and looking back, I was an awkward kid, but I wasn't... After a certain point, I wasn't physically bullied anymore. It was, you know, oh, you like comics, you know, you're kind of lame, you're a nerd. But the physical aspect of it went away as well. I ended up being, like, uh, just six foot, six foot one, depending on my shoes and time of day there. Mm-hmm. And a pretty... You know, big build, I didn't know what to do with it. If I was actually Mm -hmm. in a fight, I don't think I could have done anything, but I looked like I could, and that was enough for it. But I think there is a, you know, I was quiet, I was timid, I was docile, I would just, you know, go with the flow of it, just let me do my own thing, I don't really care. And that quietness ends up yes partly being seen as niceness as being polite but also mm-hmm. seems as easy to push around and maybe that's a canadian thing as well there i'm going to tie it all in of well you're quiet and you don't you know um you know no one's being loud and obnoxious there and you know you're not scaring the world with certain things that you're saying so we think of you as quiet and weak and nice when there's a new thing that the kids are saying I say kids loosely in Mm -hmm. my forties here of fuck around and find out. You can assume all you want here that I'm weak or timid or quiet or nothing will happen. Try me challenge me and you will find out how wrong you are though.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I was actually thinking of uh, something the other day that kind of is kind of like that. So, and when I was, this was ni- 1999, so I was, I was 19, I was at a party, um, you know, uh, at someone's house, and there's a lot of people there, and a lot of, you know, a lot of drinking and stuff, and my sister was also there, and she got into a fight with, with the, the girl that was hosting the party, and they literally uh, started fighting on the deck, and they fell off the deck onto the ground, and I went down there. Cause I seen what was going on and I, and I, I grabbed them both. Cause I was, you know, I'm bigger than the boat, both of them. And I separated them like one. I, I had the one girl on one arm. I had my sister on the other arm and I was telling them, you know, knock it off. And next thing I know, boom, I get punched in the back of the head and then I, I let go of them and I turn around to have two guys that, uh, uh, are both, you know, I'd say one guy was shorter than me but he's pretty stocky. And the other guy is older than me and roughly the same size. And they both jumped me. And now I'm fighting both these guys. Cause I don't know what they thought. If they thought like, I, you know, that I don't know what was going on, but anyway, long story short, you know, I got the better of both of them. And I, th- and I think they thought like, Oh, he's a nerd. He's a, he's a geek, you know, he's an easy target. And no, i'm I'm not you know i wasn't um so yeah that's actually i've only ever really been in two fights in my life and that was one of them and that one i walked away from without a scratch um so yeah so just because we're geeks you know doesn't mean that uh we can't
0: fight we
1: can I don't know about now. Like now, now it's a little bit harder. So <laughs> oh, if someone gets me on the knees, I, I think I might drop. But
0: yeah, now I I wouldn't want to now. Jeez, it's <laughs> ridiculous. No, too well, old.
1: Well, the thing is, back then I never wanted to either. Like, um, like I like I don't like when I was younger. I used to you know go to the bar you know with my friends every Friday night type of thing, and and I'd say you know ten percent of the time there'd be somebody that would try and pick a fight with me um just because they wanted to fight and i was never that kind of drunk um i was always about having fun and and trying to meet girls you know like that was was my priority when i went out uh so I, i always managed to get out of like actually fighting so the second second fight i got into um was somebody punching me first uh so i had to i had to fight at that point but other than that you know like I, I just want, I just want to have fun. Like, I, I don't understand these these uh, these guys that uh, go out looking for a fight. That's just not my thing.
0: Well, and maybe was. maybe it does go back to our geeky upbringing in a way as well, though. Um, maybe looking looking back at fights I've been into, I've never started one in my life, but no. I have been willing to respond. To a challenge kind of based On a moral code in a way Mm -hmm. Oh someone's Messing with a girl we won't have That someone's messing with a family member Not gonna do that someone's messing with one of my Friends I didn't want to be part of this Fight but I will stick by my friend here Oh yeah You you know it's so it's not really like A joy of fighting or wanting to get into a scrap or being drunk or whatever It's there's a right and wrong Here and Mm -hmm. My you know, years of certain shows or comics or books or whatever, it says I need to stand by my family member or my friend here and have their back no matter what, even if yep. I get my ass kicked too, even if maybe they're in the wrong here or something, but I have, you know, my code to stick to. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. I've never started one on my own. Just And no. I certainly want it now.
1: No, definitely not. Well, I, I wouldn't start one, but yeah, like the code still, still is in effect.
0: Oh, well you have your, your, you know, protective parental bear form. And and yep. I've had a few of those. I'm like, I will absolutely mess someone up if you mess with my kid. Yeah. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And thankfully it's been a rare situation where I've even had it in my head of if this escalates, it's on. And mm-hmm. it's never escalated. It's usually been, you know, calmer heads. But, you know, you got a, a shitty family at the playground or something like that. And you're like, all right, I'm, if I have to deal with this, I have to deal with this. I'm protecting my kid no matter what here. <laughs> and I I get that from other parents as well, too. There's been times where I've seen something happen. I'm thinking, as an outsider, you're both in the wrong. But I get as a parent why you have your opinion here. Someone messed with your kid, even if your kid was being an asshole someone Mm -hmm. still messed with your kid and that's your kid so I, i i get it but i do um try to talk more than act for things like that yeah again maybe with the upbringing of what i you know grew up with well
1: well to to take it back to you know something geeky like i was a huge fan of babylon 5 and i remember one of the um things Captain Sheridan and said is, you know, we, we, we didn't start the fight, but by God, we'll finish it. Yeah. So, you know, that always stuck with me.
0: Yeah. There, there are certain people that I would be loyal to in such a situation. Mm-hmm. And yep. if they, you know, if you call, I will be there. Others, maybe not. Others might depend on the situation, <laughs> you know, there, yeah. There's certain people. It's like, yeah, you may have caused this yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we're reading Star Trek books, watching shows, going mm-hmm. to bars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and and I'm jumping ahead here a bit, of course. But at what point in all of that did you decide, you know? I kind of want to share these opinions with someone and I'm in a small town. I don't really have a lot of people share these opinions with. There's this thing called the internet and other people are doing it. So maybe, maybe I could as well. Did it started with, and, and I know you've mentioned on pop culture pub when you closed it out and all that, you don't write as much on your site mm-hmm. as you wish. It's it's more the podcasts for getting yep. your, your thoughts out there and all. Um. So I, I'm not sure if the site came first or if the podcasting, came first to track it all the way back but was there someone writing or recording that inspired you did you even know there were other people out there doing it um did you think Um, you were alone in it but like what was the what what was the impetus to say you know i want to put my own voice out there too
1: um i can't remember exactly what made me start but it it began with Facebook. It began with, um, they used to, and it's probably still there, uh, Facebook notes. Uh, so essentially I started a blog, I want to say in 2008. Um, and I called it random thoughts and I, I would, I would write, you know, whatever was coming to my mind, uh, on at the time, uh, and I posted on Facebook. And I actually wrote um, a lot of, like, stories about like, growing up, um, things that happened to me um, or things I experienced. But but I would also, you know, talk about, like, new movies that came out at the time or a trailer I saw. So, yeah, I want to say it started on Facebook around 2008, 2009. And the nice thing about Facebook is, uh, you know, a lot of people saw it, like a lot of my friends and family so you know usually after i would make a a, a blog post um a random ner- a random thoughts blog post uh i would get you know up to sometimes up to 100 comments like from people commenting on what i was talking about and people going back and forth talking and and that sort of thing and then uh i want to say so i w- i was doing that on facebook first and then I started listening to podcasts, um, I want to say around 2009, 2010, because what what happened at the time is I, I started going to our local walking track because I wanted to lose some weight. Um, And I think my mom at the time, she was going to the walking track and she would talk about it and... You know, she would talk about the people that she would see there. And, like, one of my teachers used to f- go there a lot. Um, so I started going. But I didn't, like, I had one of the old flip phones um, that only had, like, 200 songs on it. So I would listen to, to my phone, but 200 songs doesn't doesn't last a long time when you're listening to them over and over and over again. So I was getting really tired. Of listening to the same stuff, so when I up I upgraded my phone to a BlackBerry, Um, and then I thought, you know, because I, I in my vehicles I used to listen to satellite radio. I used to listen to Howard Stern a lot, Um, and I I thought, you know, because they have the the Sirius app on the phone, and then I was talking to my provider because this is you know pre Wi Fi, like there's no Wi Fi at the at my walking track and wi-fi was still kind of a new thing back then and you know i was thinking about getting satellite radio on my phone but the data would have been just crazy you know when i when i talked to the rep from from bell um i'm like you know i i walk you know because back then I i was killing it i was doing like uh five mile walks every day like on my days off um You know, so I was spending like, you know, two hours at the walking track, you know, sometimes less than that. And she's like, yeah, you're going to go over your data, you know, and you're going to, it's going to cost you so much money. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And she's like, well, why don't, why don't you just listen to some podcasts? And I'm like, what's a podcast? I had no (laughs) idea what a podcast was. Uh, She's like, listen, you know, she's like, there's an app that you can download and you just you just download them to your phone listen to them they're free and you know if you download them at home you use your wi-fi it won't cost you any data you listen to them for free and then when you're done you just delete them and download another one or or whatever you want to do so then again I went on I went on the Facebook and and asked my friends um what podcasts they would recommend I listen to um You know a lot of people pointed out kevin smith that he was doing small cast he was doing jane he just started jane silent bob get old um so i started i I started listening to him um and then i found this uh one podcast called the atomic geeks uh which is a podcast uh done by some guys out of ontario and you know because because in the search function on the on the podcast app I, I typed in science fiction or sci-fi or whatever, or comic books, and this this uh, podcast kind kind of fit all the criteria. So I started listening to the Atomic Geeks and became a, a fan. And you know they would have uh, CT from Nerd Lunch who does or did the Nerd Lunch blog. I I'm, I'm not sure if he still does it or not. Um they would have him on his guest and he was talking about his blog and, and all this blogging he does and so I went to his website and saw what he was doing as a blog and I was like I want to do this too like you know instead of doing these on Facebook I want to I want my own website you know that I can decorate myself and and everything else and um so someone else has a blog called random thoughts and actually it's probably quite a few people have that blog um so I had to come up with something something else uh so on Facebook I started doing like a like when I would talk just strictly about science fiction and fantasy and stuff I I would call it instead of random thoughts I called it random nerdness and so I decided that's what I was going to call my blog I called my blog random nerdness then I got the blog bug. I, I did a blog called Trek One Seven Zero One, which was a Star Trek blog. And then I did a blog called the Cola Dog, uh, which was a comic book uh, uh, blog. Um, the that title—it's uh, a terrible title—but it just came to me one day when I was driving home from work. I was like, I'll call it the Cola Dog. Um, <laughs> And I had every intention of getting, like, I I was actually talking to an artist about doing a a picture of a dog that drinks cola and becomes, like, a super dog. Um, But it never panned out. Um, But, so, yeah, I started blogging. And then Nerd Lunch started uh, a podcast. um, And, of course, I started listening to them. And they did a Star Trek episode early on. I want to say it was, like, episode six or seven. Um, and so, cause you know, I was, ta- I would talk to the guys from nerd lunch and from the atomic geek, cause back then the atomic geeks had their own website. So they had their own like message board and stuff. So I, I was pretty active on there and I got talking to CT from nerd lunch and I asked them, you know, like, if you guys ever do this, another star Trek episode, can I, you know, can I come on? I'd, I'd love to talk about star Trek. Um, so it was like episode like 28, I want to say of nerd lunch. Um, so CT fine, you know, he got back to me and was like, yeah, we we got this Star Trek episode we're thinking about, you know, in like four months or whatever. Um, we'll have you on like, they, like nerd lunch is really, uh, really organized, uh, or was, uh, when they were doing their podcast. Um, like they were planning months and months in advance. Um, and they used to do, uh, scripts for the for the podcast which is just crazy you know when i think you know how much time they spent on that but i mean they really built up a big big following so anyway um i did a a test call with ct and then i think about two months after that test call because yeah again their professionalism is they would do test calls i you know as a podcaster i've done a few test calls but it's always at the request of the person you know because they don't know if they want to be on a podcast they you know they were not they're not sure how they will sound um so occasionally i'll do a test call but as a general rule you know i'm just kind of you know bring people on and and see what happens you know i'm i'm a throw it at the wall kind of guy um but, I, but but nerd lunch is way way more professional than i i've ever been and um so i did the test call and then, then i was on for that episode And then i you know and that was like early i want to say like like, that that, like it was january february 2012 and then um that that fall or that summer i got talking to my brother-in-law about podcasting because my brother-in-law is from sweden and him and my sister were in sweden going to school and they finished their schooling and they moved back to canada they moved back to my town um and my brother, he, he went to school for sound engineering and we were talking, you know, sitting around the, the fire uh, during the, you know, summer holidays or whatever, and shooting the breeze. And and I was telling him about podcasting because he had never heard about podcasts either, which is remarkable considering he went to, you know, sound for, for sound engineering, he didn't know what a podcast was. Um, and we got talking about it and yeah, we, we did the, the random nerdness podcast. And then eventually, uh, shortly thereafter, I got in touch with, uh, Richard reader and, um, and those guys and got the geek follow podcast going. And then eventually I, I went on to edit and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of a quick timeline of, of how everything happened.
0: Well, it's also, I mean, I, I know from following, your stuff for a while and being a part of it for a while as well and my own Mm -hmm. there is you know you start off small you start off with um you know maybe one voice or one blog or one piece inspired you and you try to do your own but there's a lot of trial and error and failing and Mm -hmm. resetting and starting over and going back to the beginning and reaching out to other people that you enjoy their stuff and you're hoping that you know, e- even as a fan or maybe as as a guest or something can help move you forward. And thankfully for for the most part, for all the bloggers and podcasters that I know and you know, everyone's willing to help as best as they can. And, and the oh, funny absolutely. thing is a lot of them are, are very humble with it too. It's like, oh, geez, I, I don't know why anyone would ask me for help, but let me see what I can figure out because they're just a random person like, you or i that are doing it you know as a hobby for the most part and can't imagine yeah. someone asking them for advice Whereas- yeah.
1: well I, yeah and i went i went through that with uh with the atomic geeks like when i approached them because originally my podcast random nerdness and geek fallout were part of the atomic geeks podcasting network which nerd lunch was a part of right and so when i reached out and said i wanted to do these podcasts i wanted to be part of this network so I had to ask the Atomic Geeks their permission. I had to get uh, advice, and then they had. We did a couple of uh, pilot episodes for each podcast uh, before we settled on on the formulas because they didn't want us just copying them. They wanted something different if they if we were going to be part of their network. They didn't want you know us just copying them. Um, but I remember the first time I, I guest starred on on the Atomic Geeks because. I mean, I'd been listening. At this point, I'd been listening to them for like three years. Um, and and they wanted me on for an episode, uh, you know. And uh, it was a way to promote random nerdness on and geek fallout on the Atomic Geeks. And I was so nervous, you know, because to me, like they they were like celebrities. I'm like, you know, like I I didn't know what to say, and, and I felt really. And I, and I was honest with them. I'm like you know like uh you know so I'm sorry if I suck guys but you know like this is really daunting and and uh and they were cool and they just laughed at it and and like they're like we're just guys just like you um and I remember a few years later I was I was interviewing uh Rick Sternbach for truck 1701 uh he's a guy that worked on Star Trek he um, helped design the Enterprise D. He designed tri- the tricorders, the phasers for TNG. Um, he wrote the technical manual for TNG. So a lot of my question, you know, uh, some of my questions um were around, you know, like the fact that he knew Gene Roddenberry, he knew uh Rick Berman, he met the entire cat, you know, he knew the cast of TNG and all this other stuff. And and I remember just being in awe, and he's like you know, he's like, Chris, they're just people, you know, like, um, you know, Gene Roddenberry was just a a regular person just like you, you know, like, yeah, he, he made Star Trek, but he was, he was no more, you know, he really wasn't more special, any more special, you know, he was just a person. And that really kind of humbled me. I'm like, huh, you know, so and and uh, and now like when I go to conventions and I and I see you know celebrities and stuff I I'm not like, Goo Goo Gaga you know oh my god, like I used to be, um now I I I honestly recognize them as as just being people, which is really cool because I mean you know like, you know one night I I I got uh, to get drunk with a honky tonk man and he was just a regular dude,
0: <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That. I do remember yeah. that one when we did the wrestling show. That was fantastic.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I and yeah. He he was a super nice guy, and his wife was nice. And and the guy that I was sitting with that was sitting with them too, he was a nice guy. I have no idea who he is. He was just a fan, too. Um, but it, it's funny because uh I actually I'm like I'm looking at him because I hadn't seen a picture of the honky tonk man. Since like the 80s, right? Or the 90s. And I'm like, God, that guy, he looks like Elvis, kind of. And it's like, <laughs> could he be? Could that be? And it's like, I know they got wrestlers at this convention, but I can't remember if they, you know, so I had to Google them and go and Google, Google images. i I'm like, holy shit, I'm literally sitting next to the honky tonk man at the bar. Um, And then, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. You know, he's just a regular guy, you know, and and that was his job. And it's a tough job. You know, wrestling, you know, looks pretty glamorous, but honestly, it's, as far as a job goes, like, it's kind of like being a, like a long-haul trucker. Like, you're always gone from home. You know, you miss out on a lot being a wrestler. So, anyway, ha- you know, I got to have a, a nice conversation with the guy. I wish I had my recorder at the time, Could have totally interviewed him, but of course I didn't um but yeah you know like I remember just remember him talking about how he missed his you know kids growing up and stuff and you know and 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 his wife never got to have any fun and that's why like now he does the conventions and brings his wife with him because this is her time to have fun um and he realized they're just regular people but anyway I just went off on tangent town and
0: no no you're fine I can't remember where we were (laughs) <laughs> see that's that's the thing of it the conversation just flows like that um, mm-hmm. but and I, I I can't say yet because of when this is going up but I will say that maybe not by next week or so um, I can tell stories of the same with understanding what wrestlers go through and the mm-hmm. few I've had as guests already and, and some coming up in the future as well It's not just, oh, I went out there and I wrestled a 5, 10-minute, 15-minute match, and that's it for me. They Mm -hmm. drove, you know, a shift pretty much, was just in the car driving by themselves probably, unfamiliar area, you know, the gas, the wear and tear on the car, the wear and tear on their bodies, and... I mean it's it's one of the crazy things that you know when you're a kid when you're younger you don't realize because a car ride is just you're sitting in the back seat and now every kid has a you know tablet or device or something i could read books in the car like something to entertain myself but when you're the one driving that whole distance it's actually exhausting it's mm-hmm. just mentally and physically exhausting to do that and now they gotta go into the ring and be in control not only of their own body, but of someone else's as well. Because if you're not fully mentally there in the ring, you could injure yourself or injure this other person who is trusting their body in your hands. Yep. And then head home and do it all again. Or if you're lucky, head home. If not, I got to go to a whole other state, a whole other province to wrestle somewhere else and do a whole loop. I was following, I went to a show a couple weeks ago, um in syracuse which is just like about a half hour away from me and i was following some of the talent that was like okay i'm exhausted after a show do i want to drive tonight or get up early and drive in the morning because i got to be five hours away for a show by this afternoon which Mm -hmm. makes more sense driving in the middle of the night when i'm already exhausted or napping for a little bit and heading out first thing in the morning and that wasn't even like their last stop and then so I gotta go here I gotta go here uh, okay I was gonna do a flight but now the flight's delayed so now and just seeing the travel schedule of it was insane to say nothing of actually getting in the ring and taking the beating
1: yep you no
0: know, nothing it's a, re-
1: it's a tough life it it's tough you know even even when you like there's I don't even know what the percentage is like got you know like for every rock or Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan you've got like probably 500 wrestlers that don't reach those heights but wrestle more than than those guys do and and have to really um you know not only commit um you know like really really take a chance you know like you know joining these you know uh, lower promotions and you know a lot of times having to drive themselves you know a lot of times having to you know crash on somebody's couch you know because they don't get the five-star treatment that you know like the rock would get um like it, it it's tough it's a tough life huh. being a wrestler
0: but there's there's a certain amount of it and we can tie this in with our own stuff too there's a certain amount of how much the audience appreciates it as well. And what does it mm-hmm. mean to the audience? So oh, yeah. I've I've put stuff out there and gotten incredible reactions from people. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you wrote this. I'm so glad you recorded this. It really meant a lot to me. I shared it and all. And I'm thinking, really? Like that's that's what did it? You yeah. know, I I was just at home doing that. I didn't expect it to resonate with people. I was in Toronto for WrestleMania for rock versus Hogan. So I got to watch that live. Yeah. And it it was one of the few times in my life where when people say you could feel the air change, you could feel it in there and all like you could, you knew Mm -hmm. you were in the presence of something happening and it was just in awe. However, I also went to an indie wrestling show once where this kid that I watched wrestle for years and was from the same hometown as me, won their title. And so it was probably about 100, 200 people watching that. But it had that same feel because all of us saw him every week, every show, getting better, trying his best, never giving up. And we lost it. And just huge Mm -hmm. cheer, huge eruption when he wins. And it meant the same. At this point in his career, I got to imagine if he was going to be signed somewhere, it would have happened by now. And that's nothing against him at all. He could have. It just, life didn't work out that way. I've seen him get yeah. tryouts. I've seen him do so much stuff. If it was up to me, I would have picked him up like 10 years ago now at this point. It just didn't happen. Yeah. But I will still, I I saw him wrestle a couple weeks ago, I will still cheer just as hard for him as I will for my favorite person, WWE. Yeah. It, and it, I don't know, I've never had the conversation with him or anything. I don't know if he feels like Oh, I never made it to the big time or whatever. Maybe not, but you got an area of the world here, small part maybe, but an area of the world mm-hmm. that you're a god for, that yep. people will go out and pay every bit of it for. And it might not be worldwide, it might not be what you thought, but for this area, you'll always have. It. And and that's probably, I mean, you growing up in Alberta, you know, have Stampede, but it's probably the same thing mm-hmm. for territory. In this area, you're a celebrity. Sure, once you get outside the area, maybe not, but as long as you're here, you'll always be treated as our celebrity. Oh, yeah. And it, well, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say just like uh, you know for blogging and podcasting, you're bringing up people like Topic Geeks like Nerd Lunch and all like ones that we know and know well mm-hmm. and there's certain bloggers and podcasters that I think you know a lot of us see as you know upper level of it like geez if I could attain their notoriety or their hits or their downloads or whatever I'd really feel like I've made it Yeah. but also outside of our circles and maybe a, a little bit of a bigger ring than that no one knows who they are <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, okay, you might not be like, you know, uh Stephen King for a writer or or a Kevin Smith for a podcaster level, but for a certain community, we think of you as that level though.
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. It it's um you know, kind of like like Harlan Ellison, you know, like I think Harlan well, Ellison is a good one example of great writers. Yes. Yeah, one of the greatest writers ever. And I and I know Stephen King has been quoted as saying that Arlen is his favorite author. Yep. Um, but you know, you go to your local uh drugstore and go look at the book rack, you won't find his book there.
0: You, you know go to some libraries, you won't find his books there. You go to some bookstores, yep. you won't find his books there. Socks.
1: Yeah, it, it does. And and you know, I know some people like well most of my family does don't know who harlan ellison is unless i unless i tell them you remember that episode of star trek city on the edge of forever you know because my 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 sister because you know growing up um you know i watched a lot of star trek and stuff so we only had one tv um so i mean my sister used to watch a lot of star trek but i also used to watch a lot of beverly hills 90210 you know what i mean like we only had (laughs) one tv um so, I mean, she remembers City on the Edge forever. So I could tell her, well, Harlan Ellison wrote that episode. Oh, okay. But then if I tell him or tell her, you know, he also wrote, I have no mouth and I must scream. She'll be like, huh? Or, or you know, the Terminator, the movie, The Terminator, it's actually James Cameron ripped off two episodes that Harlan <laughs> Ellison did at The Outer Limits. And she's like, what? What's The Outer Limits? You know, like. Yeah. But I mean that's that that's kind of like what the Atomic Geeks are, you know, and in and, and their lunch, you know. Um, you know, they have their fans, you know, a lot of fans, a lot of passionate fans, but you know, the general public, a lot of them don't know who they are. You know. You know, which and, kind and, of sucks, but it, it's reality.
0: No, and, and and using Harlem as the example, I never thought of it before, but that's perfect. I might continue with that thought i don't think it's gonna leave my head there um sure side 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 note and i'll come right back to it because i don't know where i'll fit in this but uh i just want you to know there was a transformers halloween comic that came out this past month okay uh, called i have no mouth and i Must star scream
1: oh (laughs) nice
0: i lost my mind when i saw that title um but you and i both yeah harlan has the star trek episode and and terminator and she's who someone ripped him off at marvel and i can't remember who there's a, a great story of someone flat out copied one of his stories it, it wasn't on purpose it's just kind of like you know in the ether subconscious mm-hmm. of it and uh the comic came out and they went oh shit someone's like Uh, this is a Harlan story. It's a story from last year. I'm sure it was on purpose, but he's gonna read this and he's gonna know. And by the way, he's on line one already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so his his settlement was print a apology, give me story credit anytime it's reprinted, and I get a copy of everything Marvel makes for the rest of my life. And I won't sue. Nice. (laughs) And he got it all. But um, I think you also came to him same way I did was from, um, sci-fi channel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When, a was it sci-fi buzz? No. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. Sci-fi buzz.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause he had a segment then I'm like, this guy's brilliant. And then I thought, yep. Oh, he's a writer too. Let me see what he has. And my local library had a couple of, you know, my hometown had a couple of books for him, but I yep. think it was, is, is it depression? Is it humbleness? Is it, a lack of confidence, like, oh, I'm I'm not good enough to write a novel. Okay, you've won every award out there for short stories. You have multiple mm-hmm. short story collections. You've written multiple TV shows, and like, clearly you can. But there's just something in him that he never, well, not never did it, but we'll say you know, didn't say he wrote a full novel. We'll <laughs> put yeah. it that way. And I think having you know, being a being a geek and being into the, the things we are and then trying to produce content yourself, I think that there is part of us that's like, Am I good enough? Will I ever reach that level I want to? Um, mm-hmm. is is any of this worth it? Like we have our own self-doubt to so to see someone like him that is looked up to is seen as an inspiration that inspires other people as well, is such an amazing author. Like, Mm-hmm. There, there are, there are short story collections of his where I'm like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever read, and no one I know will ever read this too, and they're they're missing out for it. Um, repent, Harley Quinn said the TikTok man is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Jeff D's Five, I lost my mind first time I read that one. Like, there's just so many I love from it. I got my Harlan collection shelf going. Um, but it's also then you see all of his stuff and it's, I'm angry. I'm bitter. I feel like I'm the only person that gives a shit about so much of this stuff. How come no one else gives a shit? Why are people so stupid today? Why is it anyone reading good stuff, like good comics instead of reality TV shows? Um, Yeah. And then you're like, this guy's great. Why is anyone Why don't more people follow him? Why aren't his books everywhere? And then it's like, well, shit why aren't why isn't my stuff in more places why am i not getting further for it and it it makes you feel less alone too like Mm -hmm. that that angry loud cantankerous voice is another voice at least and it's another voice saying hey i i get it i'm there too
1: yeah well (laughs) Like, yeah, he, he was an amazing human being. and But I, I think, like, you know, go off on a quick tangent. One of the problems with Harlan is he was his own worst enemy. Like, he, he would piss people off. Uh, he was one of those guys that had no filter, you know? So I'm sure he pissed off a lot of publishers, a lot of editors, and... You know like that's i think one of the reasons why he isn't more well known um you know as, out, outside of the you know literary community or the sci-fi community you know but well, that being that being said um you know he's i i'm sure his stuff will be discovered you know one you know Oh yeah. one day by the by the masses like 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 I said I mean he had such great ideas. You know like uh James Cameron ripped him off, you know, like Terminator and Terminator 2 I in my opinion is still one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. I love that movie. And I really don't think it would have came to be if it hadn't been for Harlan. You know, if if he hadn't done those episodes of the the Outer Limits. You know, James Cameron would uh probably not done what he did
0: no but you you also because you mentioned maybe he's his own worst enemy but for creators like us as well probably the only time i'll compare myself to him (laughs) (laughs) um i think we're all uh, frequently we're our own worst enemies you know um Mm -hmm turning down collaborations because well i don't feel like i'm good enough i don't feel like there's anything i have to say you know you mentioned when you're trying to you know being part of atomic geeks network well why is your show different how are you not ripping someone off when i went to retro network about the house show and then when i went for hellion's talks as well part of it is Mm -hmm. this is what i'm going to be doing that's different than other people on there but yeah. I also learned that through other experiences as well. I mean, I you know i I would misunderstand things when I first started writing. I was like, "Oh, this is um a press release. and I would share it. It turns out it wasn't press release it was someone else's work. Okay, my mistake. take it down right mm-hmm. away. I thought it was yeah. a press release. Um, oh, well, let me grab this music. Okay, well, that's someone else's music. That wasn't public domain music. Okay, make the mistake. Keep moving forward. But there's a lot of those things where I would almost quit sometimes too of like, well, I keep making mistakes and I keep mm-hmm. screwing up. So maybe I should stop. And and there have been times that I look back on it and like, there there's about three or four times I feel like I was really close to having something else happen. And I'm not saying like, become a millionaire or or you know it's my full-time job or something but i feel like there's a couple times for reading and recording where i was really close to like breaking through or making a new contact or maybe expanding the the viewership or the hits or whatever but Mm -hmm. self-doubt something in life you know wondering if it's all worth it crept in and i took a break for a while and lost all of that momentum yeah you know like i think we get in our own heads too much about it there's a there's a Simpsons episode that I love, and I don't remember what season it is or anything, but there's a writing contest. So Lisa wants to enter it, but she spends the whole time making her writing area perfect. She needs the perfect chair and the perfect pencils and the perfect paper and the perfect lighting and everything. Meanwhile, it's Principal Skinner and some other teachers have already written the whole thing, sold it, gotten it published, and you know, gotten paid for it in the amount of time she's just trying to find the perfect setting. Because she, as an intellectual, air quotes there, is so in her own head with it and so obsessed with everything has to be perfect that she can't sit down and just do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, it's like, oh, I can't do my podcast unless everything is perfect. I need all the right equipment, the right microphone, the right recording, uh, you know, programs on my computer. Oh, maybe I should go ahead and put up some soundproofing in this room. You know, um, or if it's, if it's writing, let me run this by someone. Let me proofread it. Let me, let me do another draft and all. No, sometimes just get the shit out there and then learn from that. Yep. Well,
1: not just that, but like, I, like I know for myself, I, you know, in the early days, you know, like I, you know, numbers really mattered to me, you know, like how many listeners we got and this and that and all that, um, now I've just come to the conclusion, I just do this for, like, for my own enjoyment. Um, to me, you know, because where where I live, um, you know, like, it's it's a smaller town. Uh, there are no fan clubs. Like, I, I think I've, if I lived in Edmonton, I, you know, like, I would be part of the, you know, Star Trek fan club that they have there. But it's just too far for me to drive. So this is my outlet. This is this is where I get to talk to like what like you and and Ragnar and and Jason and and whoever else that we have on the show and and we can you know like this this is my um my my uh fun time, you know. And I and I don't I don't really worry about the numbers anymore. Uh I just focus and i and i gotta i gotta admit i'm i'm um you know i've been studying buddhism so i'm 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 learning to just enjoy life for what it is not for what i want it to be or what i think it should be or what people think it should be as long as long as i'm happy and content and and that's what you know when i look at harlan ellison you know going back to harlan you know because i've watched his uh his you know the documentary that was done about him and and you know he, uh, sci-fi channel did a special on him um that's on youtube you know he may not have uh, reached the heights of like stephen king uh where you know his books are at every airport or 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 whatever but he reached heights where he where he was able to enjoy his life and was happy um you know, whether it was, you know, going on the college, you know, lecture circuit, he did a lot of that for, for many decades. And he really enjoyed that. Um, or, um, I can't remember what his, his mansion is called the the lost Aztec temple of Mars, I believe is what he calls it or called it. And I mean, it, it's like a museum. Like there's so, you know, like I, I love whenever, sci-fi buzz or the documentaries which would, would show his house and you know he had a, like a special room for his comic collection um you know he he had autographed pictures original artwork and literally you know uh, um like he probably had more books than my library does that we have in our town um it was just so and i mean that's what made him happy you know he 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 loved his life he had a he had a great a great wife a great house you know and that and you know he was a happy dude like yeah he wasn't stephen king you know he didn't have the stephen king level but you know he he reached enough and, and was content and was happy with his life and that, and that's kind of how i look at myself like when it comes to the podcasting and the blogging and and everything else as long as I'm, as long as I'm enjoying myself and as long as I'm happy, um, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. Like, like I, I like I, I mentioned before, like I, I quit for a year and it wasn't because I was fed up with, with podcasting. I just had, you know, some, some stuff in my life I had, uh, you know, s- several family members pass away, like, you know, one right after another suddenly. And I just kind of, you know. I don't know if depression is the, the proper word, but I, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. So I, so I, I decided I was going to hang up my podcasting uh, stuff for a while, um, and I might come back to it later. And I did, you know, because after because this was before Avengers: Infinity War came out, and then when Avengers: Infinity War came out. I wanted to talk about it i really wanted to talk about it and i didn't have anywhere to talk you know like um so then i knew um like i think that was one of the first episodes that jason and i did was talk about avengers infinity war uh when when i did the pop when i brought the pop culture pub into existence uh in 2019 and I did that because I knew end game was coming and I wanted to be able to talk about it as soon as I could. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I know that was kind of a long ramble. I apologize, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, the long and short of it is, is just, just be happy, you know, with, with what you're doing, if it, if it makes you happy. And, and the the thing with this podcasting is I got, you know, like you and I, uh, have met, uh, through, not, not literally like I've never actually you know met you in person, but we've met, you know, through the blogs, through the, you know, the league of extraordinary bloggers and, and, uh, the podcasting. And even though I haven't met you, I consider you a friend, you know, and I love our conversations. It's same with Jason. I've never met Jason, you know, but, um, you know, we've, we've become friends, you know, through the podcasting, same with Richard. Um, same with Miss M down in Texas. Um, you know, uh, some the some of the boys I have on the Trek 1701 podcast now, actually all of them, I have met, you know, like because they are are local to me. Um, and, and and I mean, otherwise, you know, but you know, they you know, uh, Ragnar lives in Saskatchewan. Um, uh, Richard uh, and Curtis live in Edmonton. And they got lives and I, you know, we all have our different lives. We, you know, we have our own families and, you know, our jobs and all that kind of stuff. But the podcasting allows us to get together and to visit and to cultivate that friendship. Um, otherwise it, we wouldn't have, you know, like they might be guys like, honestly, I haven't seen like Richard and Curtis. Well, I, I seen them this summer, but prior to that, I hadn't seen them in like three or four years you know but it was the podcasting that that kept us together um which is you know you know it's great and like i said i've I've met so many people you know cultivated friendships on here and and i'm forever grateful for that and i'm sure i'll i'll, I'll meet more people and make more friends as, as time goes on
0: well and it's funny that you you mentioned um you, know, you said your apologies for rambling before, and you mentioned uh, having conversations with people and, and the lack of what's in the area, but I also uh-huh. feel like that is part of the enjoyment of Pop Culture Pub, and why you call it Pop Culture Pub, because you know the, the sitcoms we grew up on in, in syndication, where you have the... The husband, the dad, works his nine-to-five, goes to the bar with his buddies after work. They yep. all go to the same one after work. Comes home, expects dinner to all be done, kids taken care of, everything house taken care of, eats dinner, maybe flips through the paper, watches a game on TV, and passes out. If you actually did that, Universal you, not you, Chris, You, you <coughs> know, if you actually did that, chances are all you're going to end up with is an unhappy partner. He's like, I did all that work just for you to go come home drunk, not give me an ounce of help, and then pass out in front of the TV. Like, I'm gonna leave you or go have an affair. (laughs) That doesn't happen. But it's also not real because to think that you and your friends are gonna have the same schedule where you could meet up the same time every day to talk Mm -hmm. about things, even once a week, is tough to figure out. Like, I I have um my best friends i was like hey there's something going on in a week you know uh, that i i can't tip off yet on this podcast because it wouldn't <clears throat> airs but yep. something going on is there any chance we can meet up no there's not our work schedules our life schedules our family whatever it's just not happening maybe if you gave yep. months of notice it could and yep. i i have a situation like you do with in my hometown i don't have a friend in this town that i could even meet up with to talk about You know, a new comic, the new Marvel movie, uh, a book, a, you know, anything, any of the topics we have. So I enjoy Pop Culture Pub and and the people that you've had, you know, whether frequently you're coming in and out. And you mentioned before to me, it's like what those conversations at the bar quote should have been or what Mm -hmm. we thought they were. And you get going, you're just having a conversation, people bringing in other points to it, and it travels off into things. And eventually it's like, okay, we got to settle up and go home here. (laughs) I've been here a little while. Yeah. We don't get that conversation or even that opportunity. That's not even like a COVID thing. It's just that's just not the way that life is anymore or set up anymore. But I think we all need that. So even though, like you're saying, we haven't. Had the opportunity to meet up previous to me going to RetroCon last month. I hadn't met up with any of those guys, and mm-hmm. I nor did I have people to even meet up with. So I enjoy doing these podcasts and and having little you know uh, a group chat or a group text or something going on to just get stuff like this going because that is the interaction. I'm I'm not even if I did go to a bar, bar is not going to have these kind of conversations, like not a bar around here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get this opportunity to do it, but there's so much fun stuff going on in the geek world. Now there's so much stuff that we discover all the time that existed beforehand. There's so much to just give respect, respectable and thought out and intelligent opinions on and have a discussion for it and everything that I love, you know, hopping on with you and whoever it is for the week to just do Mm -hmm. more of that and i and i think that's an angle that you know you're mentioning well why is your show different well because no one's doing this like a bar discussion like that no one's really doing that one it's more let's hype up your project or let's have a silly gimmick or whatever it might be but no one's just yeah you know here's a topic for the week but if we you know do tangents it doesn't really matter as long as we're all having fun here
1: yep yeah, and that that's totally my philosophy. Like I I I, I love tangents, you know, especially if it, it's if it's fun, you know, even if it's not fun. Like I mean, I, I rant about uh, the state of of new Star Trek. I go on a lot of tangents when it comes to that. Uh, it's just because I'm so passionate about Star Trek. Um, but uh, yeah, um, well, as far as the pop culture pup goes, yeah, it's. I mean, we have our topics. But we also talk, you know, you know, geek news and, and talk about what we're reading and what we're watching. And, and I encourage people, you know, like, um, you know, if if, if you want to talk about whatever, you know, by all means, you know. Um, I do very little editing um, for, you know, because I really believe in, you know, people should say what they want to say. Yeah. Um, and also I'm, I'm really lazy when it comes to editing. So, <laughs> I, you know um, but I, I, I really don't have to do a lot of editing because I, you know, at this point, you know, with you and, and Jason and Ragnar and, and, and you know, we have Lillian coming on now. Um We all cut, you know, like there's not a lot of dead air, you know, like we, we do a good job of, of keeping the conversation rolling and, and sometimes we go into tangents and whatever else. But like I said, I, I, I want to encourage people to say what they want to say and um you know like i said it's very rare that i ever have to cut somebody off or cut somebody out um you know very rarely that I, that i actually have to do that um i can't even remember the last time I've, I've ever had to do that because like i i've been on the other i've been on the other end where i've or where i've guest starred on um uh, this one podcast in particular um not this one that not, not Kevin's podcast but uh, <laughs> a different podcast um where you know like i mean we were recorded but i think i was actually you know like we recorded for about an hour but i was actually only on for about 40 minutes of the of the podcast uh and they cut out you know one of the and what i thought was an important thing i was trying to get it across and i and i felt you know kind of cheated i'm like what really you you did that and yeah that was the only time i ever guest starred on that show never went back but that's also one of the reasons why i started the pop culture pub because i did that during that year that i was out of podcasting and i was like nope i i i got I, you know i got i got to make my own content because then i can do things the way i want to do them and not be censored um you know because that that really broke my heart when i went when i did that episode because it, it was actually a tribute to stan lee and um i was talking some of the things i talked about stan they cut out and i'm like well, why did you do that like it, it, that was good information i brought to the table but oh well if anything yeah it it, it got me on board for you know, coming back and, and creating the pop culture pub and and you know seeking out uh, like you and 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 Jason, you guys are the the first guys I reached out to when it came to to coming back. and uh, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. you know it it's it's great talking having this outlet, you know to talk to people and and it's a great hobby like to be honest with you like like you were saying you know like back in the day you know husbands going out to the bar and stuff like i know my wife would leave me if i if i went to the bar (laughs) like she would she would not put up with that but she likes when i'm podcast you know because i'm i'm like right now i'm in my bedroom so she knows where i'm at she knows you know like i'm behaving myself and everything's good you know it's a good hobby you know um you know, either that or I'm podcasting upstairs in my office, but the Wi-Fi is better in my room. So that's why I, I frequently podcast down here. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a hobby that she she appreciates. Yeah. But that being said, when I came back with uh, Culture Pub, I, uh, I had to dial it back. Like I only do, you know, anywhere from typically four episodes a month ish um back in the geek fallout days like i was doing like sometimes two or three episodes a week like and and it it was my own fault like i i you know had all these ideas and at the time i had a lot of people that you know wanted to pod you know wanted to talk with me and i think i i took on too much and you know it, it stopped being fun you know like I didn't give up on it but you know it stopped being fun so I kind of dialed it back you know but then when you know I took the year off when I came back I told myself I'm only gonna podcast on my days off I'm only gonna do at the most you know three or four episodes a month and and I've kind of stuck to that I've 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 done that um you know because yeah too, too much you know, it, it's like with anything, you know, moderation is is the best. Because I know, like, back then, like, my wife, she's like, really, you got another podcast tonight? You know, what about this movie we were going to watch? It's like, well, sorry, you know. Yeah. I got all, these, all these people depending on me, um, <laughs> but it was my own fault because I could have just not done it. But, but anyway, again, I'm rambling. I apologize.
0: No, no you're fine. And, and it does, you do end up feeling a... Obligation in a way, too, to to your audience, to mm-hmm. your friends, to guests, whatever. And it's a fine line between hobby and being work. Like everything I'm doing yeah. right now is just I mean, yeah, there's some stuff I'm like, oh geez, I really gotta get this done, and you know the next day, the next few hours, whatever it might be, or else it's pointless but it's still not work. It's just pushing myself of like, okay, instead of watching a show for the next hour, if I get this done in that next hour, it'd be much smarter than just pushing it off and pushing it off. And I think anything that like, um, like I'm debating doing a national novel writers month next month. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just had an idea in my head for a little while. I'm like, you know, that might be a good thing to play around with. And that's going to be a lot. And in a way it'll be work, but if you know i have a goal of well this is something i actually think i would want to pursue getting done so therefore it's okay that it's work yep but you know for podcasts and, and my usual site writing i'm doing it for me and i'm doing it for whoever wants to see it i'm not doing it to get a contract out of it so yep. i have that level difference between and work um But, you you know, with all the ones that you've done in in different incarnations and, and, you know, other podcasts and everything, is there anything that you can think of in the whole history of it that you'd say, you know, everything else I did could go away, could accidentally be deleted from the internet, but I want this one to stay out there because there was an interview or something very profound was said or I'm very proud of it or whatever. Is there anything that, you you look back fondly on you said you know i'm glad i did this if everything else went away at least i contributed this to the world
1: um well for me it's not so much some you know something that you know uh, I, i can point to um that you can go to and listen it's more a behind the scenes thing um so you know, when I was doing the various podcasts, um, you know, for a while there, like, I mean, I had uh, geek fallout, I had random nerdness. I did geek fallout, the comic book episodes. I launched geek fallout, techno babble, but Richard took over doing that one.
0: Ah, um, Richard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, I, I tried starting a, a, a coordination street podcast with, uh, Mike Downs from the atomic geeks. It was called cobble Canucks, um, we did a few episodes. It was fun, but, you know, his schedule, and i am mean, he's on the other side of the country, so he's, um, you know, during he's in Atlantic time. I'm in Mountain Standard Time, so it was hard, you know, scheduling it. Uh, I did a Game of Thrones podcast for a while. Um, but during that time, I met a lot of people, you know, like I was part of the League of Extraordinary Bloggers at the time. I met, uh, you know, various people through there um and also through different podcasts um just listening to them. like I remember I was listening to Nerd Lunch and that's when they had Miss M on there I'd I'd never um I don't think I'd seen her blog yet um but she did an episode of Nerd Lunch and I was like she's awesome you know so I, I reached out to her uh I think on Twitter and I was like well I I do this other podcast you know and I'd love to have you on you know like whatever you're 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 interested in um I think we did a Shira episode or something and uh it was fantastic you know like I got to meet her and so my proudest moment I've had uh various people over the years like during this time like I said I I had a whole bunch of different people podcasting with me. Um, you know, Miss M was one of them. Uh, Brian Farrell, uh Chris Guida, um, Derek Ash. Uh, trying to like, there's a whole bunch of, of people, um, and I and a few of them. Uh, one, two, three. There's I've I've heard this about three or four times I've, I've had these, I've had different people come up to me and, and thank me, you know, thanks for bringing me in on this, you know, it's, it's changed, it's changed my, uh, the the way I am. Um, I had one person say, you know, like I always kind of kept my, you know, kept my, um, geekiness to myself, but now I find I'm actually talking about my, my toy collection at work you know, like, you know, and I'm, t- I'm telling people like before I felt embarrassed to talk about that. Uh, but now I don't. And, and he, this person credited, you know, being on my podcast for that, that it helped him, you know, c- you know, come out of a shell. Um, and I've had other people do that too, you know, like, uh, um, you know, come up or message me and say, you know, like, thank you, you know, it, it you know, t- you know, being with you know talking with you guys has helped me in my personal life like you know talking with other people um and i know like for myself on my own personal level like doing these podcasts has has helped me with my public speaking and it's helped me um you know at work And, and and i mean i'm on various different committees at work and on different organizations outside of work and um I think it's made me a, a better conversationalist. It's made me a better um, leader, I guess, in a, in a way, um, because when you host a podcast, you know, you got to direct the the flow of the conversation. You got to, you know, you got to kind of, you know, take the lead. You got to be the captain of the ship, sort of. And it, you know, like I've, that's translated outside of work, but yeah, if, you know, to answer your question, the thing that that stands out the most for me is those, like I said, those three or four people that messaged me privately and said thank you. You know, like I, I really, you know, be doing the, the, these podcasts has helped me in my life, and and that's meant everything to me. Like that was, you know, the best thing ever. Like I mean, you know, like I said, like I've 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 interviewed. Rick Sternbach from Star Trek. I've interviewed Claudia Christian from Babylon five. I've interviewed, uh, Garrett Wan from Star Trek Voyager. Um, but you know, and those were cool. Like, like those were highlights of, of, of podcasting for me for sure. Um, but it was those private messages from some of my co-podcasters that, You know, were thanking me for for you know that their that podcasting had helped them. That's what what meant what what means the most to me, and is my proudest thing as a podcaster.
0: That was a very good answer, Chris. Jeez. Well, thank you. I mean, I didn't expect a good answer. That was exceptionally good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and yeah. Like I said, you know, like I've made a lot of good friends on here and it's, it's, it's been a blast.
0: It is. And I I hope we continue to do it for a while as well. And I know I feel better when I, I get the opportunity to talk to people and to, you know, do these shows and, and just meet people and put something out there and all and, and having people discover others that they might like as well.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the, the thing is, like, at this point, I think I'm going to be doing this, like, 40 years from now, assuming I'm still alive. Um, be, as long as there's something to talk about. Like, you know, they keep saying, like, the superhero movies are going to go the way of the Westerns, and they're going to die out. And, you know, and, and this, you know, science fiction boom on television, you know, eventually it's going to die out, and you know, because Westerns died out on TV, too. And it's like, well, maybe... But right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to. And as long as there's things to talk about, you know, like, I'm going to keep talking. And and this is, you know, a great platform to,
0: to do that. Yeah, and and I mean, if superhero stuff actually starts quieting down, something else will take its place that we'll want to talk about for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like. I mean, it could be like, um, most recently the squid games, like that phenomenon, you know, like, you know, there's going to be, you know, an American version of that or a Canadian version of that show.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, like, I'm not saying that the squid games is the next, you know, MCU, but you know, like there, there's new things that are going to pop up that we're going to want to talk about.
0: well chris as long as i'm able to i plan on being there you know to bother you on the podcast as well (laughs) excellent excellent
1: yeah no i you and jason i call and ragnar now i call you guys my co-hosts in crime um i can't remember how i got that saying co-hosts in crime um i got that from somewhere but anyway um I know i must have stole it off another podcast or something (laughs) um it might have been because originally like when i used to do the random nerdness podcast uh we used to and it it was a studio podcast like we it was it was me my brother-in-law my my buddy tyler and uh my sister and sometimes my stepsister would would join us as well um and we were just in my my brother-in-law's studio in his house um And we used to call that the Batcave Studios. So uh, that co-podcaster and crime might have came, like you know, like the dynamic duo. You know, uh, I don't know if it, if that's where it came from, but I don't know. One of those mysteries, you know. Like I yeah. I know uh, where can we find you on the internet? That I stole that from Nerd Lunch, and I will admit that I I totally stole that from those guys. But that but to be fair back in the geek Follow days, they used to steal our topics too. So it was a mutual, mutual thieving between podcasts.
0: Uh, Inspired by an homage. Uh,
1: No, it's just straight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, I can't say anything because I have stolen my closing idea as well. So, Chris, we end this podcast like we end all good things by hyping up where people can find your stuff on the internet.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, um, (laughs) yeah, you can go to uh, Podbean or wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, um, Google Play, I think. Um, And just type in the pop culture pup and you will find – the pop culture pub podcast network so i'm not part of the atomic geeks anymore i'm my own thing now um so we do the pop culture pub podcast we do trek 1701 which is a star trek podcast and uh quarterly we do uh geek fallout reloaded uh which we do in the style of the old geek Fallout podcast so yeah just wherever you get your podcast type in the pop culture pub and you will find us there and also we're on audible i didn't realize i was on audible till i i checked myself out on audible i was like holy shit!" <laughs> you know i kind of made it man like, like i like i remember the first time i showed up on itunes i was like this is so cool i'm i am on itunes like to you know i was so amazed and then uh when i realized I don't know. I don't, I, I don't even, cause I knew audible had podcasts. I'm like, they can't have my podcast. I, you know, so I typed it in and sure as enough, pop culture pubs on audible. I was like, holy crap. This is cool. Um, I also do an, a blog, uh, going back to, you know, the random nerdness, uh, uh, blog, um, at random Um, once in a while, I'll, I'll do a, a commentary on um a movie that i saw or whatever do a review lately unfortunately it's been a lot of politics and covet crap
0: you know <laughs> uh
1: just because uh, it's a safe place for me to vent you know if you vent on facebook like uh like i don't know it's not good it's it's bad um and like this whole business about uh facebook their algorithms you know creating conflict i totally believe that
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: yeah especially during COVID, like it's gotten so bad I, i like it like really since like 2018 it's gotten like really bad um so i i totally believe that i don't think it's a conspiracy i really think they were doing that um so like i said you know unfortunately i do my blog has gone, gone a little political occasionally. Um, I just just because it's a safe place for me to vent, you know, because I can I can delete comments and, and everything else. Oh, I, you can do that on Facebook too, but it's a little bit more complicated. Um, and I got a couple books on Amazon if you want to check those out. Uh, I wrote a book uh, called uh, Galactic Storms: uh, Woebegone Days. Um, it was meant to be the first in a book series. That's not going to happen. Um, and I'm not saying it's good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but as a first novel, it's, that is edited by the author. It's really apparent, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, um, yeah, but you know, at least I can say I, I I got a book out there like, you know, like I did, I, I had a bucket list, and that was on my bucket list that I wanted to, to to have put out a book in my lifetime. And I can say I've done that. And I actually got two, like uh, uh, I got that one and then I got a book, a blog, which is basically I reprinted a of my old blog entries. So some of those Facebook ones that I mentioned are actually found in that book. So if you want to check it out, it's at amazon.com.ca, um, wherever you want to go. Um, the you know and i and i'm checking off a lot on my bucket list i got I, uh, one thing on my bucket list is to throw a shopping cart um, at somebody and i haven't <laughs> i haven't done that yet well you know i was just thinking like with a shopping cart you know like say i'm at the supermarket and someone's getting you know there's a there's a thief or whatever that's running out of the store I grab that shopping cart i sp- i spin around like i'm throwing a discus or shot put and i let it go and it goes airborne and i save the day i've, <laughs> I've always wanted to throw shop- shopping cart like but those things are expensive they're not cheap and i and i no. think if i threw if i threw one like that i would definitely damage it and i'd probably have to buy it because i'd probably you know i i don't want to damage someone else's
0: property True, true, but depending so, on how much person was gonna steal, maybe, maybe the damage shopping well, cart's well, worth
1: it, it. it. Yeah, if it was if it was a matter of of life and death or, or you know stopping a thief or whatever, absolutely, I'm sure the grocery store would be appreciative. But if that never happens, I still want to do it at some point. I think I'm gonna have to go to an auction or something and just buy a shopping cart,
0: just so <laughs> I can throw it, just say See. I've done it
1: because it. it It literally is on my bucket list.
0: Never threw one, but when we were younger, geez, I was probably in my early 20s at this time, so old enough to know better. But one of the biggest snow banks in, you know, snow piles in town was at Mm -hmm. the grocery store. Yeah. So we would go there at night because no one's paying attention and the night crew doesn't really care because they're busy doing their own thing. And we would take a couple shopping carts and the... The parking spaces are all clear, but there's this giant snowbank in the middle of it. And we would just run, f- put one person inside the shopping cart, one person just running full speed with the shopping cart, and just hit that snowbank and send you flying right into it. Yeah. We probably did it for hours all winter long, multiple times. Yeah. did it throw it, but it still had it still probably beat up a few of the carts. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and and most of them are light, and like some of those newer shopping carts are pretty heavy. I don't think I could throw them, but the old yeah. style shopping carts, um, I think if if you if you like I said if you took a spin, you know, like you're throwing a discus, I think you could you could launch that thing pretty well.
0: I think so too. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Some of the older ones, the newer ones, I'm like, oh geez, I'm not even mess with this. But I've been to a few stores. I'm like, oh, I could get this going pretty good ways. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. 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 The new ones are probably hell of expensive too.
0: But anyway, it must, it must have been someone else's dream. And now we have to have heavier ones to prevent it.
1: Well, I, and probably like that's why, like, like the bigger grocery stores, like they have, you know, the lock where you, and I don't know if they, I'm assuming they have this in the States. We have it like a, co, a co, yep, yeah, you have to put a coin on lock it to, to actually get one
0: yep we got a few chains that do it
1: okay well in the states what do you guys use to unlock it because you guys still use paper bill one dollar bills right
0: right ours are quarters wow quarters
1: see up here we have to use a loony, which is like our dollar coin right like we got a dollar coin and then we got a toonie which is our two dollar coin but i don't i think it's a little bit bigger than the loony, so it it's the loony you can get away with, which is so frustrating because you walk into one of these high end grocery stores, and you don't have like because I always use my debit card I never carry change with me anymore, and then you can't use a can't use a grocery card because you don't have loony on you. It's so frustrating.
0: See for it, there's really only one chain in the states that does it a lot. It's called um, Aldi. A L D I. Okay. And it's a quarter. But what you'll see a lot of times is people go up and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't have a quarter on me. And someone leaving the store is like, it's a quarter. I don't care. You can have my cart." You know, no one's worried yeah. about a quarter. Honestly, yeah. if the U.S. ever did dollar coins, which we won't because we're stubborn still using the penny, you know, people got to argue about the penny. You know, mm-hmm. so we're definitely not switching dollar coins a dollar. I think people will be like, I'm not giving up a dollar. But a quarter it's like well i'll give it up and um this aldi chain that's one of the ways they keep it low you gotta return the cart because even though it's a quarter and people aren't worried about it they still want to get their quarter back and they don't bag your groceries at all you got to bring your bags or take one of their boxes or something like that like they flat out do not bag your groceries so they save time and money on that too yeah
1: yeah well i know like at Costco up here, they don't bag the groceries, but I mean, you can get a box or whatever.
0: Yeah, same same thing, or bring your own or something like that. But they keep yeah. costs down by doing that. Yeah, yeah, and then no one's spinning and launching carts. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's All on right. the bucket list. I, I got I got to bring up that list one of these days see what else I got to accomplish. I in my I,
0: time. I I think maybe it can be a future episode of the Pop Culture Pub. We can all bring a bucket Absolutely, Absolutely. Yep. All right. And if you were more familiar with Chris and seeing that Chris was a guest on podcast, brought you to my show. My name is Kevin, depending on what you listen to me and and read me and what sites and all either Kevin decent or Kevin Hellions. Hmm. I could, I go by both my, Words and thoughts and blogs and reviews are over at maskedlibrary.com and at maskedlibrary across most social media. The show, obviously, Helene's Talks, is presented by the Retro Network, which I also write for occasionally. And you can hear my voice and Chris's, usually on average, I'd say about twice a month, um, mm-hmm. scheduling permitting, over at the Pop Culture Pub. Links, of course, within this article or within this. The show notes. Chris, thank you so much for being a part of this. I I feel like I kept you up too late, but I feel like we'll probably be talking about this time tomorrow still as well as we record Mm -hmm. a future episode of the pop culture pub. And I'm looking forward to that one as well.
1: Absolutely. And and it's not a big deal. I had a nap today. So (laughs) I am. I'm good.
0: I, th- I think I might do one tomorrow. I think I got about a two-hour window of nothing happening between work and other stuff I got to do. That might be a good idea tomorrow. I hey, got a long weekend ahead of me. <laughs> yep.